0: The Lazy Person's Book Club presents
1: You can blame it on the season Blame it on the weather Oh, blame it for no reason On a feather you can
0: blame, blame it on Hoboken It's the funny, music-fueled modern love story with a touch of mystery set in Frank Sinatra's hometown
1: blame it on the game Blame it on the battle Oh, blame it on my name It doesn't matter
0: Today's episode, bold Over but baby, stay with me. Brought to you by Great idea that you've been minting.
1: Get it done.
0: At Ron's Printing. Ooh. Ron's Printing. In the heart of downtown Longmont. Ron's Printing.
1: Ron's Printing.
0: Ron's Printing.
1: Ron's Printing Ron's for you.
0: ronsprinting.com
1: The gang down, the love bug bites all the sky. Previously on Blame It
2: on Hoboken, New York City tour guide Carolyn Cates is using an ancient math formula to find true love on a deadline. While on assignment in Hoboken, New Jersey, she meets and hires a pushy matchmaker named Jimmy Foss in a Sinatra impersonators club called the Friends of Frank. Jimmy is great at his job, but he does have his quirks. Namely, only Carolyn can see him. Join us now as Jimmy Foss escorts Carolyn to a blind date arranged by her best friend, Aggie. Jimmy Foss rang Carolyn's apartment door buzzer that night at 8. They walked a few blocks downtown to live it up
0: lanes. So, this is downtown's number one bowling destination since 1971,
2: eh? Upstairs. Excuse me. Aggie was trying to rent a pair of bowling shoes. Hello?
3: Hmm.
0: Is that Aggie? The one and only. She's a looker in a strangely gorgeous way. I like that.
2: Hello? Excuse me. Mm,
0: What's the rush, lady?
2: The young man behind the counter was reading a graphic novel set on the third moon Mm, of Saturn.
4: Shoe size.
2: I'm a ten.
4: Yeah, right.
2: The boy glanced up, ready to give Aggie an eye roll, and then he got an eye full of her.
4: I mean, you're totally right. Uh, 210's coming right up.
0: Oh, nice work,
4: Tim. 210's coming up.
3: Hey, Caro, let's get going. We've got two lanes, two hours, and a six pack of beer. Aggie led Carolyn
2: to the lane where her boyfriend Tim and his friend were waiting.
0: Good to see you, Caro. This is my friend Bill. Bill, this is Caroline, Aggie's best friend, and one of my favorite people, too. Oh, it's nice to
4: meet
0: you. The pleasure's mine.
3: Girls versus guys, first round.
4: Let's go.
2: The score was tied after the first round, then Aggie teamed up with Tim and Carolyn played with Bill.
4: Do, uh, do, do, you, do you like movies? We, we, we could catch the a movie sometime. The date was sometime.
2: progressing at a nice steady pace. But steady wasn't enough for Carolyn's pushy matchmaker Jimmy Fox. Blah,
0: blah, blah, you two. Let's speed things up a little. Oh!
2: Jimmy shoved Carolyn, who slammed into Bill the arborist, no. who toppled like a tree in the forest.
0: <laughs> Whoops. I think I put a little too much oomph into that one.
4: Bill, are you okay? Oh, uh, it, it's okay. It's it, it's just my knee, oh, and my head, and my pride.
2: And quicker than you could say "strike," uh, look, the date th- th- was this over. This has
4: been fun, really, but um, I have an early call tomorrow at the Botanic Gardens. I should get going.
2: Oh, well, what about the movie? Oh, I'll
0: call you. Oh. We should get going too, Egg.
2: You guys, I didn't mean to push him. You didn't push
3: him, Caro. You fell. Accidents can happen. Oh, here's our cab. I'll call you tomorrow, okay? Taxi!
2: Jimmy Foss and Carolyn headed north toward her apartment.
0: I didn't mean to push you that hard. I swear, Toots. I don't know what came over me. If you could just warn me that you're going to push me, that would help. But I can't warn you, Toots. Surprise is a key part of the chemical reaction we need to set things in motion. Oh, look, a bar. Just the thing to boost our spirits. How about I buy you a nightcap?
2: I could use a drink about now.
0: And look, they've got free popcorn.
2: Jimmy grabbed a handful of popcorn from a big bowl by the front door and threw it to Carolyn. She caught most of it.
4: Hey, nice catch. Care to join me?
2: Carolyn's popcorn catch had caught the attention of a man
0: at the bar. This could be our guy, toots. Chat with him. I'll get us around.
2: Uh, My name's Carolyn. Thomas. Thomas was a chemist from Connecticut.
4: A professional tour guide? I, I don't meet a lot of those in my line of work.
0: Do you get tired of seeing the Empire State Building? <laughs>
4: well, I would if I went there. Interesting.
0: Here we go, toots. One fancy-looking bottle of Special Reserve Single Malt coming up. A glass for you, one for him, one for me.
2: As Carolyn and Thomas toasted, the bartender arrived, and boy, did he look
5: pissed. Hold on there. How did you get your hands on this? We don't even keep it on the shelf. I, I, I don't know. I know that sounds strange, but it's the truth. Right. So, Mr. Magic Fingers, you're running a tab, right? That'll be $300. That's robbery. Plus tax. You open the bottle, you buy it. Look, what we have here is a
4: misunderstanding
5: cash or credit? We didn't do anything.
4: I'd like to speak to the manager, please.
5: I am the manager, sir. And I'd like you to leave. This is outrageous. You can leave or I'll call the cops.
2: Oh, this is all my fault. Actually, it isn't my fault. It's my friend's fault.
4: You're here with a friend?
2: Yes. Oh, but it's not his fault either.
4: This is some kind of scam, isn't it? Look, I don't know what kind of scam or why you picked me, but all I can say is you seemed like a very nice person. And that makes this experience even worse.
3: But I am a nice
2: person.
5: So, your friend hoisted the bottle?
2: Yes!
4: I mean, no.
5: I I, mean... Lady, you're making my head hurt. I'm not sure if you're talking nonsense, doublespeak, or gibberish. Fortunately, there are two words in the English language that could ease my pain.
2: What are they?
5: Get out.
2: Okay, okay, okay. I'm going... We're, we're going. And quicker than you could say strike two, Carolyn and Jimmy were back out on the street. Oh, tonight was a disaster. I've never been so embarrassed, and I've never felt so confused.
0: And that is very good news, Toots. Remember what I told you? If you're feeling uncomfortable, then I'm doing my job. And if I'm doing my job, we're getting closer to your guy. How about I pick you up at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, and we pick up where we left off tonight?
2: Oh, I'm I'm leading a tour tomorrow morning.
0: Well, please tell me you're not subjecting people to that whiny poet's story again.
2: That whiny poet is a genius, but no, I'm not going there. If you must know, I'm taking a family from the suburbs on a foodie wormy tour that starts on the Lower East Side.
0: Wormy foodie tour? You're serious? Oh, it's a custom tour. Mind if I tag along?
2: Do I have a choice? Jimmy Foss picked Carolyn up at 8.30 the next morning.
4: Stand clear of the closing doors, please.
0: They rode the subway downtown. So would you say this tour is better than the tour you took me on, Toots?
2: Honestly, my tours are like children. Each one of them is great in its own way.
0: You're going to be a wonderful mother someday. Either that or you're going to be one heck of a politician.
2: Carolyn and Jimmy rode the subway to Allen Street on Manhattan's Lower East Side. Carolyn walked up to a group of six people standing on the corner of Allen and Grand Streets. The two red-haired twins in the group were Carolyn's clients. Their names were Malin and Fallon.
3: Hello, Hello, Carolyn. Meet our family. I'm Allen. Happy birthday. And I'm Allen's wife, Ellen. And this is Fallon's son, little Allie. Hi.
0: This is one happy family, toots.
3: And this is our son, Ned. Ellen Allen pointed
2: to the woeful-looking young man beside her. Carolyn hadn't noticed him until now.
3: The other Allen seemed fearless, but Ned seemed... Nah, don't mind him. He's miserable. His fiancé broke up with him last week, and he's acting like it's the end of the world. That's because it is the end of the world? To him, at least. Ah. Oh, it's nice to meet you, Ned.
2: Carolyn leaned in to shake Ned's hand. Ned stepped back. Carolyn stepped back. Ned leaned forward and extended his hand.
3: My brother's back and forth thing drove his fiance. Ex fiance. My brother's back and forth thing drove his ex fiance nuts. That sucks for you, Nettie, I know. But honestly, can you blame her?
2: <sighs> okay, so now that we've met, how about we get this birthday party tour started? The first stop on Alan Allen's birthday tour was a candy factory specializing in sweets shaped like bugs and reptiles and worms. Can we stay here? This place is sweet. The second stop was an apothecary that raised leeches.
0: I like the candy factory better.
2: The third stop on Carolyn's tour was an Italian restaurant that served everyone a delicious plate of vermicelli.
0: Mangiate. Al pranzo.
4: Buon appetito. A vermicelli, it means little worms, because the birthday boy is a fan of good food, and he's interested in the ways of the animal worms too, yes? Yeah. Yes. Do I have the best family in New York State? Yes! And now, for our last sight of the day,
2: Carolyn led the group to the uptown subway. Now, subway trains with their flexible yet sturdy segmented cars were modeled on the Earthworm's equally flexible segmented body.
4: A wormy train for my wormy foodie birthday tour. How truly, beyond truly perfect is that? <laughs> totally! totally. Carolyn
2: led the family from the train at an elevated station to the final destination of the day. Its name was Annalida Field. It was an environmentally innovative landfill run by worms. Now, Annalid, as you know, is the Latin word for worm. And when we look out from the observation deck, we see... Wow! The- they were looking down at the top layer of the field. Below the surface, millions of worms were churning oxygen and nutrients into the soil. Now, a, a worm's lifespan is measured in months. Their job description during that time is pretty basic. They they eat and then they poop and then they
4: eat their poop. Isn't that right, Pop? One hundred percent. And that concludes today's tour.
3: Wow! Well, bravo! Oh, great bravo. job, Carolyn. Way to go!
2: Excellent. That was awesome. Carolyn shook Alan Allen's and little Allie's hands, and she hugged Ellen and the twins. She leaned forward to shake Ned's hand, but as she leaned in, he leaned back. Carolyn took a step back. Ned leaned forward. Um, how about we wave goodbye instead?
0: Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. And then, Bye-bye.
2: and then it was just Carolyn and Jimmy.
0: Toots, I gotta hand it to you. That was a very interesting tour, and it was a very productive day. I learned a lot about worms. And I've completed my job. We found your match, and I couldn't be happier with the results. It was a pretty speedy process once we got the ball rolling, just like I said.
2: You found my match? But who is he? The waiter at the restaurant?
0: (laughs) Not even close.
2: The apothecary guy.
0: I'm talking about Ned Allen, Toots. The man is as square as a parallelogram. He's very charming, too, in his own way, if you don't mind a little uh, hemming and hawing. Ned Allen? You know, the, the twin's brother. Alan and Ellen Allen's son? I I barely remember a thing about him. And that's why you hired me, Toots. You missed everything that's perfect about him. But now, thanks to my world-class skills, we found your normal guy. You two are going to be together forever like two peas in a pod, or those little magnetic dogs when you face them the right way. Phase one of our mission is complete. The time frame is tight, but I think you'll be able to get the rest of the job finished by your deadline.
2: But I, I thought we were finished. We found my perfect guy.
0: Yes and no, Toots. Yes, we found your guy, but now that we found him, do you know what next steps you need to take with him to get from here to love?
2: Oh, I thought there'd be some kind of chemical reaction. I meet my square guy in my prime, and you know, boom! Isn't that how a formula is supposed to work?
0: Uh, Ah, Tuts. what kind of junk science have you been reading? The fact is, if you want this potential romance to turn everlasting, you and Ned Allen will need to take the five crucial steps to love. You have to do something, give something, take something, make something, and lose something you don't want to lose with Ned Allen before your birthday if you want this thing to last. And don't let those small words fool you, toots. The five steps to love are a big deal. You have to execute each step just so.
2: Why have I never heard about the five steps to love before?
0: Because you weren't ready to take them before. You have to be willing to risk everything, and you have to be willing to lose. Oh,
2: actually... I'm not willing to lose anything. I'm constitutionally opposed to loss in general. Is there any way I could skip step five, and I don't know, maybe I could do step four twice, or... Lucky
0: for you, this service is included in my fee.
2: Jimmy Foss handed Carolyn a business card. It read, Ned Allen, Custom Office Furniture.
0: Let's start with step one. Do something with Ned Allen. After that, we can discuss step two, and so on.
2: Fine, but I'm warning you now, I won't do step five.
0: Toots, I'm just doing my job here. I found your guy. I've drawn you a map to get from hello to love. What do you do with it? That's up to you.
1: The magic kicks off Saturday night When your ferry pulls in from Brooklyn Heights The gang planks down, the love bug bites All the skylight spells forever as long as
0: We conclude this episode of Sharon Glassman's novel with songs, Blame It on Hoboken, available at SharonGlassmanLive.com. Today's episode features, in alphabetical order, Nina Raleigh as
3: Aggie Ellen Allen Malin Allen Allen Family Connor Magyar as
0: Jimmy Foss Tim Little Allie and Ned
2: Jim Walker as
4: teenage boy, B-b-b- Bill, Thomas, and
2: Alan Allen. Introducing Guy Benintendi as the bartender,
0: and Sharon Glassman as
2: Carolyn, the narrator, and Alan Allen. And
0: The songs of Blame It on Hoboken are written by Sharon Glassman and produced by Eric Tureen. Join us next week, same time, same location, for another music-filled episode of Blame It on Hoboken. Blame It on Hoboken comes to you from Studio 2B or Not 2B in Longmont, Colorado, and is syndicated on the Longmont Company.
1: Blame it on Hoboken, but baby stay with me.